This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. It ends up being a really like huge gift to be in vulnerable spaces with people. And I think when you earn trust, like people want to work with people and buy from people that they like. And that's, I think, part of why we've had some success, you know? Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. Hi, Lily. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? Great, Nikki. Thanks for having me. Okay, so if you're listening, Lily does newborn, but also maternity, motherhood, just, you know, kind of several genres, but I feel like it all comes back to babies and motherhood. Is that right? Yeah. So my business is called Burke Babies Photography. Um, We specialize in motherhood experiences. So anywhere from maternity photos to newborn and later on into motherhood with um, family photography and motherhood sessions or nursing sessions for people that want to celebrate their feeding journeys. Okay. Awesome. I just didn't want people to, you know, tune out, think like if you're not a newborn photographer or whatever, to think that that was all that, all that you did. Cause Berg baby is, you know, with that being your business name, I just wouldn't want people to assume, but although some of the things we're going to talk about, it applies to all genres. So it's not, 
just newborn. So for sure. Yeah. And you're you're in Pittsburgh, hence Berg babies, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh with an yeah. H at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay. So before we talk a little bit about, you know, your business and everything, tell us kind of how you got started into photography or if this has always been your career. So it hasn't always been my career. I actually I took a photography class in high school and then um, did an internship second shooting weddings, actually, my senior year. Ah, senior year of high school. Yeah, senior year of high school. Interesting. I wish I would have thought to do that. God, I was like washing dishes at Pizza Hut and scooping ice cream at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> like, that know, sounds yeah. way cooler. <laughs> I also did like my subway <laughs> stunt. My first job was at Subway. But like, yeah, yeah I definitely yeah. think that's whenever I first got interested in it. And then I kind of did a little bit of it, like dabbled in it more as a hobby through college. And then I did the corporate America thing for a bit with Amazon, actually, and then decided I wanted to have my own business. So I actually have two businesses. One of them, I do birth doula and birth photography services. Then I found myself kind of falling in love with the motherhood piece of it and how beautiful maternity portraiture was and then the skill set of newborn photography. And I was like, you know, I really want to add on to my repertoire kind of. Um, And then I started offering those things for clients and I was like, this really needs to be its own separate business. So that's the way Berg Babies was born. Okay. So you started your, your career as a Doula. I mean, you had your photography skills, obviously, you know, from a young age, but then you started your business as a doula and then realized, okay, this is like amazing business, business marketing and kind of went from there. Yeah, it was a great crossover as far as clientele goes. I was doing birth photography, which is obviously like so specialized in low light and smooth situations. And then like, the studio bug kind of bit me as far as wanting to create like beautiful portraiture and feeling really inspired by people mm-hmm. that I was following, like Lola Milani, Sophia Barrett, mm-hmm. Damali Shepard, like just really beautiful portraiture. All of um, whom have been on the web or on the podcast, by the way. Yeah. I love <laughs> so them. great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, and then kind of following other people's work um, and realizing like, hey, I have this skill set and I have this passion for capturing Mm -hmm. the full experience and not, you know, just the birth, which is such a great thing also to capture, but obviously completely different than portrait work. So it kind of just allowed me to leak my passion into this other space Mm -hmm. that let me serve women in a different way. Yeah. Do you still do birth photography or are you focused mostly on your, you know, the other stuff? Yeah. I take one to two births a month. Wow. That's not something we've ever talked about on the podcast. Just briefly, would would you mind telling us how that works? I've, I, I'm curious because it seems like you really have to be on call. You do. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess being a doula, you're kind of on call with that as well. Yeah. So you have to be fully on call. My husband like loves to hike and camp. I'm like, I can't be in the middle of the woods without signal, you know, I can't be on a hike an hour away from my car. And even if I do have signal, have an hour hike back. Um, for example, I can't like go to the movies and leave my phone on or take, like we have to take two cars certain places. Right. So yeah. Being on call is like definitely a big commitment of doing the birth Mm -hmm. photography and birth doula work, but yeah, it's just so different because it's almost 
this style, like journalistic style, you know, of photography yeah. where you're capturing like what's happening and it's not something that you're in control of or posing at all. Yeah. Two things on that. One, have you ever entered into the documentary category of the Portrait Masters Awards and Accreditation? Because that would be cool. I don't think we've had, at least that I've judged, I don't think we've had like a birth photo come through in our documentary. I feel like that would be really cool. That would be cool. Oh, just a side note there. Yeah, there's um, Birth Becomes Her is like a large birth photography competition that I enter every year. Um, oh, nice. And there's like obviously different niches of birth photography, but you know, yeah. there, there are, I guess, depending on what category you're in, you know, you follow like larger mentors like Sue or mm-hmm. Josie Tan is a really popular one with Christina Banks and like newborn. Like there's just different people that you would follow for different genres as far as like what yeah. I follow. So yeah, I think I found birth photography to be a little harder to find information on, honestly, harder skill set mm-hmm. like yeah. to gain access to information on. Um, but I love that Sue kind of compiles everything for you for different genres and you can kind of access different uh, different classes and material. Yes, so helpful. Because I think people change genres a, a lot, which the second thing I was going to say is that, and I've been kind of harping on, about this lately, but it's like choosing a genre that truly mm-hmm. works for your lifestyle. And like for me, birth photography would not, as much as I, I just think it would be incredibly amazing, it's just not something that would work for my lifestyle at this at this time in life. Maybe when I'm a little bit older and my kids aren't, you know, as young. I don't I don't know. It's just... it. It's just something that I think is so important when you're considering genres. And I think people switch genres. I mean, I went from weddings to, you know, mostly like glamour. And I still do some of that too, but to then families. I tried, I did like two baby shoots and I was like, I suck at this. You know, I, I think we all kind of can shift and rotate yeah. throughout. Um, you learn so, what you yeah. don't like. I think yeah. faster than what you do like, you know? Yes. That's a really great way to put it, Lily. It really is. It's, yeah, I learned very quickly what I didn't like. But it was one, and then once I did pers- finally found personal branding and seniors, I love shooting seniors too. Both of those, I was like, yes. Yeah. Anyway, I love that. It's also yeah. like getting out of your own way and not trying to pigeonhole yourself into something because you think that's what you should be doing. Yes. Yes. I think a lot of people start in weddings because they think that's where the money is and that's what they should be doing. Or sometimes people get married and they fall in love with just like the whole process and that's a way to be part of it still. And all of that is great. And some people like still like really love doing weddings and they're meant for that. But yeah, Yeah. it's really interesting. I love like the postpartum season and pregnancy journey of women overall. I think that like passion is kind of like thread throughout my life's work. So it's really cool to see it evolve. I have a 15 month old, so I'm definitely not as flexible as I used to be. I used to be like four to six births a month, like sipping all over uh-huh. the place. And I'm just like, no, I can't do that. And you had your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One more question about birth photography. Is this something that you charge? Is it like packages or, you know, like is it different than your other pricing for maternity and, and newborn photos? It is different. So yeah. I, for example, for birth photography, our starting package would be 2050. Um, and that yeah. includes the digital download of 
their portfolio, they usually get about 200 images. And then they're able to add on if they wanted like an album or like a large canvas of like that first hello and things like that that are add-ons. Whereas my maternity, newborn, motherhood packages are collections that everything's sold separately, products and digitals. They pay a session for me. Um, and then I have a menu that's like a three-step menu or a la carte. So, yeah. Okay. I just thought of a really, <laughs> a really funny memory involving my best friend, Katie. She, she passed away, unfortunately, in 2017. But she, um, <laughs> when she had her daughter, Shay, her mom was there taking photos. <laughs> we laughed so hard at this photo. It was so, like... I know it's supposed to be like raw and real. And I feel like when you're doing this from like a documentary standpoint, you can get those moments. And even though it's like all right there, like all of it, I feel like it can be so beautiful. But this photo that her mom took, Katie's like, you're the only person in the world who's ever going to see this photo other than my mother. Like, you know, like you can never show this to anyone else. (laughs) And we were crying from laughing. Like the angle and just, it was all... Oh my God. I mean, it was just, we were just dying laughing. It was so funny. And birth photographers love that stuff. They're like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful crowning shot. You know? (laughs) But I feel like, like, I feel like when someone who really truly knows what they're doing does it, it's a whole different element than just like Katie's mom with her like point and shoot, like just from a really weird, like, oh my gosh, we laughed so hard, Lily. Anyway. (laughs) But it is. It's a it's a really cool genre, and um, like Dan brought our camera in when I had had to have C seconds for both of my boys. But I, it was still like both births were such beautiful births. Like I made it these births beautiful, even though it was you know C section or whatever. And there are some photos. Oh, just thinking about it makes me choke up. There are some photos that he took during that process that I just cherish. I really cherish to this day. So I love that. Anyway, photographing C sections is never easy especially when they're unplanned Mm -hmm. it's always like full of emotion but I you know and have had quick experiences where I've even had to like set my settings and hand off the camera to dad Mm -hmm. um like for the last one I was at I actually handed off my camera to the dad who had previously been a photographer and wow okay yeah he like comes out of the OR and I wasn't able to go back because it was an emergency and he was like choking up and he was like thank you for giving me the chance capture like my wife's birth from that standpoint you know by handing up her camera and then we were all just like weeping (laughs) oh my gosh it was such a sweet yeah such an intimate experience too as a photographer with people Mm -hmm. I mean weddings are intimate too but it's just like such such a next level kind of you know yeah to go through with someone it really is like when you know, mine, like with Van, it was an emergency C-section and I was so in the Zen, like I was like, this baby is going to be healthy and amazing. And this birth is going to be beautiful. And I, you know, and I'm like looking at Dan, like you are not allowed to freak out right now. Like stay in the zone with me. Anyways, as soon as he was born and they took him out and, you know, they had to like quit like cut his and I was screaming like give me my baby like I was flipping out as soon as anyway they're like he's good he's good we're just cutting the umbilical cord and as soon as I knew he was okay it was just like oh my god flood door like and Dan has this took this picture of me where I'm just sobbing and there's like tears coming down my you know it's just like oh my god I would love to see those 
<clears throat> yeah, I'll show you for sure. Yeah, I think I actually I made a blog post about it. Um, sorry, guys, listeners, it's a little off to- topic, but I made a blog post about it. And I was talking about like my, because Van was three pounds, 11 ounces when he was born. I still get, and I posted some of those photos. I still get messages from random people. I just got one on Instagram today that said, I found your blog. My babies are supposed to be small. Like, is your baby okay now? Like, and this was seven years ago, you know, people still must Google search like three pound baby and my blog post comes up and those photos are, I put some of those photos on there. So anyway. I love that. Yeah. The transition from birth photography to portrait photography has felt very natural and almost like Hmm. easy for me because the journalistic style is so fast paced. And so like you could be going from a dark birth room bathroom to like a bright OR and like having to change all your set. Like it is. That's a good point that um, I feel like almost on autopilot once I get like my groove going in the studio. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that's hard. That's tricky. Yeah be on the like on the fly it's just such a different thing and you think also pittsburgh weather i mean we're like cloudy one second sunny the next so yeah, <laughs> yeah feet, totally constantly changing your settings but um yeah in a studio it kind of feels spoiled <laughs> like, yeah i know right yeah people say that like well i can't charge those prices because i don't have a studio and i'm like do you know how much harder it is to shoot outdoors like you're crazy it is hard yeah yeah Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about how you kind of incorporate, you know, one business with the other because it's it's almost like you could be a steady stream of client referrals for yourself, which is pretty brilliant. Thanks. Yeah. So, they already have that level of trust with us and know yeah. the experience that they get with us whenever they hire us for doula work. And I say us because right. you know I have a team of 7 people seven different doulas that also I have cross-trained on photography too. So if somebody adds that onto their package, they're able to have the same person do it. Okay. That's cool. So, yeah. but all of the doulas also are able to talk to people during like prenatals and say, Hey, you know, no pressure to use us also for maternity photography, but we call it like our sister company is Berg Babies Photography. Mm -hmm. You know, we're happy to do it. And then I also incorporate a hundred dollars off maternity photo session fee or booking fee for some of our packages as well. So it's kind of like crossover from from one business to the next, which is obviously a unique circumstance and it's hard to implement in other ways. But, you know, one recommendation for other people, if they're in this situation is to reach out to local doulas and offer, you know, some kind of promotion just for their clients or an exclusive is another way that other photographers could build this piece of it into their mm-hmm. own business model to benefit them. Um, partner up with doulas or midwives or, you know, yeah. I've even seen photographers blow up their canvases and put them in um, ultrasound boutiques or chiropractors that specialize in pregnancy yes. chiropractic. So mm-hmm. I have a few pieces in the chiropractor that I love to go to with my daughter and went through with my whole pregnancy as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. It's a great like marketing idea as far as a way for other people to, to apply it. Cause obviously not everybody has this business that they can streamline. Right. From. Right. I love that you, yeah. I love that you just said all of that. Another thing too is like, I used to get prenatal massages. I mean, that could be another, you know, for maternity or baby or even family. Like there's so many ways to do it, but I want, I want to caution people like not to just, 
show up and be like, here's my stuff. Can I have your clients? You know, like make sure you are, when it comes to business to business, building relationships is just as important as it is, you know, with networking and finding clients in general. So whoever you decide, you know, you would kind of want to market for this company or this doctor or this business, whatever, try to build a relationship first. Like maybe become their client or, you know, find out if you know somebody, like, does anybody have an in with this doctor who could give me a, a, a good name for myself or not? You know what I mean? Like put in a good word for me. I love becoming a client of theirs first. Yeah. Yeah. Too. And not in like a sneaky, I have an end game kind of way. And I let me look right. authentically about your service from a first totally. standpoint, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Those end up being like, the best referral sources, word of mouth. Like we joke that Pittsburgh's like the smallest big city because everybody knows everybody. <laughs> There's like two points of connection, mm-hmm. you know, between everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's another great thing is like people were like built up enough to this point where people will be like, yeah, I heard about you before I was even married. And like, I knew I had to use you guys, you know, like, and now yeah, they're pregnant. It's great. They want to use us. So it's awesome. Word of mouth is always the best. Yeah. Yeah, it word of mouth really is the best. And and I think this is one of the reasons it's so important to have really great customer service. Every so often I think people will have a difficult client. It happens. I can't even remember the last time it happened now that I think about it. I want to say I really oh god, I can't, it's not like I've ever had a client that was so horrible. I really just haven't. But every so often I'll see photographers kind of post, uh, you know, a really shitty experience with a, about a client and it's like, oh, you know, like if I know in any way, shape or form, and I can tell sometimes, you know, during like the reveal, if I can see it on their face or their body language or whatever, if I can tell, even if they're not saying something's wrong, I am a hundred percent checking with them right? because, or, or, or like you know, during hair and makeup, if they look in the mirror at the end and they, I can tell that it's not a hundred percent what they wanted. I am fixing it then. I'm making sure like I'm, because that is, I never want a client to, to leave unhappy. And if they are really, truly unhappy with me about something, 99% of the time, it's probably something that I did. I know that's a hard pill to swallow. I think it's very rare that we have a client that is just a horrible person who is trying to scam us. I think that's very, very rare. Right. I also include hair and makeup and wardrobe. And I'm always like, it's totally, I'm not trying to like make you somebody you're not. You know what I mean? Like if you don't yeah. vibe with an outfit I pull, like let's not try it, you know? <laughs> right. Or like mm-hmm. your makeup, if you look in the mirror and I can tell they don't like light up and like love it, that I'm like, uh-huh. what two or three things would you change? You know, like yep. not even like, would you change anything? Like what two or three things would you change? Because I know in their mind, they're thinking, oh, my eyebrows are maybe like a little too dark or I need a little bit uh-huh. more on my cheeks or whatever, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's word of mouth comes up for uh, the best referral right. system, really, in almost every episode that I do, that I record. And it's been the same for me as well. So I just want to make sure that that it's just really important to think about what your clients are saying, because if someone's unhappy, they're talking behind your back and they're telling other people. It's just, it's happening. So make sure they're, make sure they're happy. Make sure you're fixing it. I guess that's my point. Yeah. It takes so many opportunities, so. like great opportunities to outshadow 
like one negative experience. A hundred percent. And I also think that whenever a client approaches you with something, it's like giving you the opportunity to fix it. It's not saying yes you're wrong or like, you know, we have to check our egos a little bit as far as. Yes. Yes. So I like serve them first and make this, make them a super fan based on the way I Mm handle the issue. You know? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So obviously you do birth photography happens in the hospital or in the home or wherever that is, but you're, you, you have a studio. Can you tell us a little bit about your studio? Yeah. (laughs) So very interesting journey with the studio. Whenever I was 20 weeks pregnant with my daughter, I decided to jump into a studio share with my older sister who does boudoir photography. So we're kind of a photography Mm -hmm. fam. And that was on the north side of Pittsburgh. And when my daughter was four months old, I had gotten texts from the landlord of the studio space saying, you know, oh my gosh, heard about the five alarm fire at your office. I'm so sorry. I hope everything's okay. Oh this my is like 10 a.m., you know? And I had a four-month-old and I was like, what are they talking about? My sister was out of town. So I'm like, You didn't even know that there no. was a fire? I didn't know there was a fire. Oh my gosh. And then I was like Googling it on the news and I confirm like pictures of our building with like a bunch of smoke pouring out of the top of it. Mm. Um, so I like rushed down there 40 minutes because I'm kind of in the northern part of Pittsburgh with my four-month-old. And I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to go in there if it's like too smoky, you know, for her. Right. So we get there. The actual studio space is completely intact besides like a little bit of a smoke smell. Our entire storage unit was ashes. And it was like a detached garage that we had access to. Um, Wow. What was in it? Yeah, like backdrops, couches, peacock chairs, headboards, just lighting, like, so many things that we had that we didn't want to clutter our active studio space, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, so that's horrible. That was like a big setback. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, yeah. we have renter's insurance. So. Um, oh, smart Lily. Yeah. If you don't have renter's insurance, get it now. Yeah. And you don't think it's going <laughs> to happen to you, but then you're like, yeah, insurance. Um, yep. Yeah. So. We ended up being able to take care of a lot of the things and replace them. And then the more my sister grew her business and then I was kind of getting back into the swing of things because my daughter was getting a little bit older, Mm -hmm. we realized that we were just like crossing hairs a lot. I had, you know, two days a week and then she was the other three weekdays and I would like do some occasional weekends. And we kind of were like, you know, I was like, hiding bondage props while my family photography clients were coming in, you know, like this, <laughs> this awkward um, right. sharing a boudoir space and also having like a family wardrobe or maternity gowns and things hung up right in the same space is like mm-hmm. to share. So we got our own studio, which is awesome. I love it. It's totally different to shoot in because our old one was like these super high ceilings, beautiful, like ornate woodwork in the North side and this one's very much um, feels more like an office space, but we've kind of transformed it to work for us. So we have like a seamless backdrop system and different rooms with, um, you know, like bohemian kind of setup, almost like lifestyle, family lifestyle set. And then I have a room for newborn posing and table photography. So it is a way better workflow. I really try to craft the offering and experience to 
whatever phase of motherhood my client is in. So if she's immediate postpartum coming in for a newborn shoot, I have a basket of postpartum goodies in the bathroom so that they don't have to worry about like lugging a diaper bag for them to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a breast. So awesome. I have like changing table and newborn diapers and, you know, all of the things for them. Um, And we're kind of able to make it really experience centered and like as stress free as, you know, a newborn shoot can be. I know it's like hard to lug yourself out of the house whenever you're newly postpartum to go get these photos done. So I really try to like meet them where they're at, you know. I'm looking at your Instagram right now. I think it's so awesome that you do that to make people feel comfortable. I'm I'm curious, do you tell people like is in your marketing are you commenting about that you do that that you are providing all of these things? Like how easy you make it? Yeah, I send them a session guide. It's like a Canva magazine ahead of time yes, when they're I deciding the book mm-hmm. so that they kind of learn what makes us different. I know some people do Adobe Spark, but I just find that Canva is kind of easier for me. Mm-hmm. And then people kind of read through. They can get like starting prices to everything and they understand like products and digitals are separate and they kind of really get bought in on the experience and learn yeah, why we're smart. different first so that they can kind of envision themselves coming in for their session. So. I love that. So that's like if someone is inquiring with you, they get that? Yeah, they get the session guide whenever they inquire. And it kind of helps them picture what it's like to be a client with us. And I feel like as, you know, as moms, right after you give birth, I feel like we're always talking about those like nitty gritty details. Yeah. So I like, it would just be so cool if I was like, oh my gosh, she had all the things. I forgot my diapers, but which I have done that before <laughs> yeah like when my kids were in diapers I forgot that I, like things like that I feel like people are going to talk about again it goes back to that just service not that everyone has to include all of these things but it's a nice touch yeah it's almost like we're dueling them but like with our service you know what I mean like right yeah the service experience feels like a big hug and you like, yeah. leave feeling really connected to us I mean I've had people like sit on my couch for a newborn shoot that weren't doula clients, but are like telling me all about their birth story because they know I was, you know, I'm a doula. So, um, and they're just talking to me all about it. And like, this might be the first time they're even like processing it out loud. So it ends up being a really like huge gift to be in vulnerable spaces with people. And I think when you earn trust, like people want to work with people and buy from people that they like. And that's, I think, part of why we've had some success, you know? I talk about in my new marketing course, there's a section in there about um, taglines and slogans and how to use these in your marketing. And I feel like that could be a really good one. Like this photo shoot is going to feel like a big hug. (laughs) You know, like that could be such a good tagline because I think people, the thought, especially newborn or, you know, when you are super pregnant and uncomfortable, people are just like, ugh. I don't want to get my photos done. You know, it just sounds like a stressful situation where if you are turning it into like, it's going to feel like a big hug during your photo shoot. Like, I feel like that could be such a good tagline yeah. to use. I like that. Yeah. And people like will tell me, I didn't want to come. I wanted to cancel. Like we had the worst night ever last night. I'm so glad that we did this because like now mm-hmm. we have these photos and I'm like, you're not just buying these for you. You're buying them for your kid to have mm-hmm. as like heirlooms for your family. Mm-hmm. I mean, we use Graphy Studio for most of our products and 
you know, oh, awesome. you, they come to the showcase every year too. So it's just, you know, this really high level experience with a high level quality product at the end and then just start to finish feeling like really taken care of and having mm-hmm. a really beautiful, high quality product at the end of it too. And I love to put the canvases in people's hands whenever they're at the studio. Like I pull it off the wall and I put it in their hand and I say, this is the large size, this is the medium. Because they don't know what the hell a 20 by 30 is. You know what I mean? Right. So, it's so hard to visualize. Yeah. If I put you, yeah. like a metal medium size in their hand, usually the dads. And then I put a 20 by 30 canvas in the moms. And I have them look yeah. at both of them. And a lot of times they buy both because like the dad likes the metal and the mom likes the canvas. <laughs> you know? So awesome. a lot of people are, get wall art and I think putting it in their hands and letting them visualize like what that's going to look like in their home is also like an important part of the sales piece and like client yeah. experience, having it match with what they want. Cause not everybody like wants an album, you know, of like maternity mm-hmm. photos of themselves, for example. But if you get right. a really beautiful picture of them with their partner and then they come back and we get the same kind of pose with the baby like those mm-hmm. look amazing next to each other on a wall. You know what I mean? And you, yeah. And the fact that you show them that people might not think that. Yeah. But if you show them that, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Very cool. Now tell us a little bit about your pricing. I know you said you have some packages, some a la carte. How does all that work? Yeah. So photo products and digitals are sold separately. We do a booking fee. And then we have hair and makeup and wardrobe included in that. We do a Zoom reveal of like soft-proofed images about a week after. And then I only do final edits on the ones that they choose. Okay. So obviously that means like getting it out of the camera, like pretty like solid to begin with, right? Because if you're only soft-proofing, you want to make sure that it's solid. But um, for sure, I want to show them soft-proofed and then I do a couple final edits just so that they can see like the final style but for the most part they're getting the idea and then they can kind of pick their images what it does for me is it saves me a ton of time you know as a mom like not having to edit every single photo nitty-gritty in photoshop and I can just kind of lightroom batch edit them and then show my client like my favorite pics Mm -hmm. and then we do a zoom reveal I have them go through and favorite everything and then we talk about the menu. They get the menu beforehand, obviously. And then they also get the menu. We go over it at the beginning of the Zoom call. So our menu is broken up into a few different parts. The first part of the menu is three steps, like a create a collection. So mm-hmm. step one is like wall art, where they can choose canvas, acrylic, or metal print in different sizes. Step two is digitals. And step three is products. So we have like graphy storybook, um, a linen album or print box. Then they can also do add-ons. But if they don't want to take advantage of savings from the creative collection, then they can do a la carte pricing. Um, So that's another part of our menu is just like, if you just want a one-off canvas or a one-off album or just digitals, then they pay more for that for a la carte. So we're really trying to funnel people into this create a collection model so that they are able to get more. And then also for grandparents and everybody else, you know, so they can kind of take advantage of having digitals and then also having printed products and maybe also like a gift for somebody else or coffee table album or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you know what your kind of average sale is? Um, It's around 3000 right now. Um, Nice. That's awesome. Wow. 
So it ends up being that our minimum investment is five images for 550. um, And that's including a 250 session fee. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, where the experience starts. And I always tell them like, you know, the more you spend, the more you get. It's kind of structured like that with our pricing guide. So we want you to leave what you don't want and like walk out of your Zoom reveal feeling really excited about what you're getting. So yeah, it ends up being that it's low pressure and very like from a perspective of serving people and helping them have Mm -hmm. art of their family in their home. And I, I get that feedback too. Like people are always so appreciative and thankful and it never feels like super salesy. It's kind of just like, here's what we offer and like, take it or leave it. You know, here's your images. We love them too. And we're like hype and excited about them. And I love seeing the look on people's faces whenever they're like, wow, I can't believe like that me, you know? Oh, that's the best. Professional hair and makeup is just like such a nice finishing touch. And we always try to do that because it's like the icing on the cake, you know? Definitely. I like that you talk about too, like if you want uh, prints or any sort of product for the grandparents, like if you make it as we can make your holiday shopping happen right now, I can order it for you, package it, you'll have it ready to go, like literally wrapped in your closet. Yeah. If you order this now. Make it (laughs) super easy. Birthday presents or yeah, holiday presents or whatever. I really love the idea of just saying that like, Hey, if you want to do all of your holiday shopping now for your family members, right? Let's take care of it. Yeah. That's great. Plant that seed because it is making it easy for them. Yeah, having the decision maker on the call too. Like, if I, you know, would love the husband to also view the images um, at the same time, and really trying to, yeah. if they're both the decision maker in the household, then having both people there on the call is really important for me because. You don't never want people to walk away with regrets or text you after that they want to change the order or anything. And I always have yeah, them like yeah. double check and offer different options and, you know, different ways to structure like their package so that they're happiest because you they kind of talk themselves into it too of like, okay, we want a canvas here because like, and then they'll turn the camera physically and show me the spot on the wall, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like mm-hmm. the beauty of the Zoom consults also because you know, it's almost like a convenient version of IPS and then they're letting you in the yes. home where they're comfortable. Um, yep. Yeah. It is IPS. You're just technically not physically able to touch each other. Yeah. I can't imagine like, driving people out of their house with the newborn again to come down to this yeah. studio to do IPS. Oh, no. I don't even like, yeah, even without babies involved, I'd rather, I don't want to leave my house either again. <laughs> Right. Like I was like, I want to craft an experience that I would want and have it Mm -hmm. stress-free as possible. And like, I wouldn't want to haul ass down to seriously studio all over again. So, yeah, that's like years ago. I I started doing it in person on Skype. I know I've said this before, but on Skype before like Zoom took over. (laughs) And that was because the thought of driving through Seattle traffic yet again to get back to my studio, I was like, ugh. And I knew my clients probably felt the same way. So I started offering it. And at first I was a little nervous about it. So I offered both. You can come back to the studio or we can do it on Skype. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, they're like Skype. And I do it. I've been doing it like that probably since like 2014 or 15. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 
And most people, when you implement it, you don't even notice a difference in your sale between no, Zoom and I didn't. Person. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm not super product heavy. Mm-hmm. I never really have been. But like you're saying, they're going to be in your studio looking at the products, feeling them, touching. You just have to incorporate that. Like if you're not going to do a reveal at the studio, you just have to make sure you're incorporating those product, like tan- like having it in their hands at a different time. Yeah. I think that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a nice way to just tie it in and then you can kind of reference it too later on whenever you're on the Zoom call. Like, you know, that large canvas and if it's two different samples, like styles, like the medium's in a metal and the large is in a canvas, it's easier in their brain to like stick out. Like yeah, the medium size was the smaller metal one, you know? Yeah, for sure. Lily, how do you kind of encourage people to go from doing like maternity to birth to newborn to family like are you planting the seed are you doing any sort of like credit towards future shoots or how do, do you how does how do you make all that work yeah so we do a hundred dollars off of a newborn booking if they do maternity with us and then nice. for my doula business like I mentioned before I believe there's different packages so some of our packages are higher up um pricing wise ones include credit, like booking fee credit towards the maternity session. But I feel like building that trust in, and also some people, they're not going to be newborn. They don't think they're newborn photography people, you know, but they might like the idea of like a candid, more lifestyle vibe in their home. So we do do that as well. Um, So yeah, it just depends on the person. And I think really chatting to the, with them about how they like to have photos taken because, you know, it just depends on what the experience um, should be like for them. I've had some people come Mm -hmm. to me. And so for example, I had this client two months ago and it was this beautiful Nigerian family. They were wanting a first birthday cake smash session. Oh, fun. So she had traditional Nigerian garments made and shipped to her for this photo shoot specifically and she's like I want one with this pink dress and then one with me dad and baby in like Nigerian traditional dress and then um she had like a red and black dress so we did all these different sets and we went back and forth and made like Pinterest boards and everything and really customized session for her you know mm-hmm. and it ended up being like one of my largest sales ever and it was really like beautiful to see her vision come to life for her because she had spent so much time and like meticulous energy on crafting these outfits and then also satisfying for us to see Mm -hmm. that vision come to life too so you can see those photos on my instagram actually they're like beautiful bohemian like african nigerian dress like it's an amazing so gorgeous yeah yeah Yeah. i love when clients are so invested like that yeah and it's it's a special kind of um kind of service too and you know, mm-hmm. not everybody offers it and it's, it ends up being that um, we're able to kind of really give them top-notch experience, you know? Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Well, this has been a really, really good conversation. It makes me think about once my life is a little less chaotic, I guess, to maybe, I don't know, birth photography just really jumps out at me. I don't know. Right. <laughs> if that happens, I'll be calling you, Lily. I know. That would be a blast. <laughs> It's a lot to be on call, but it is like such a fun thing to be a part of and exciting. Um, Always fast paced. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. I um, I think one of like the main takeaways for me about motherhood journey and motherhood photography is just like, we're so rarely in front of the lens and we're always behind it. Yeah. You know, we're always taking a yeah. photo of our husband with our kids or a partner with our kids and like the blurry half in focus shot that they get of us with like our double chin <laughs> and like hair or mess it's, yeah, it's is like so not tough. good enough to like capture yeah. our like connection with our children, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm doing this big like motherhood project right now at the studio telling different motherhood stories. And that's been kind of um, a marketing series I've been doing right now. So I know people do empowered 40 or 30 over 30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're focused on right now is this motherhood project. But Amazing. Yeah, if people want to follow along, they can find us on Instagram. Tell everybody your Instagram. Um, it's Berg Babies Photo. So B U R G H B A B I E S P H O T O. And then bergbabies.com is our website. And Berg Babies Photography is the Facebook page. So yeah, you can Sweet. kind of follow along and see our work or different things that we're we're working on. I'm really awesome. hoping to make it to the portrait afters this year so yes it's going to be in march this year in vegas we're combining it with wppi it's going to be uh, better than other ever so excited yes so i hope you make it too but you're not off the hook yet i still have a couple more questions to ask you yeah that i always ask at the end of each episode and the first one is what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot it depends on the genre i'm doing like i love a prime lens for newborns just makes everything like so creamy and perfect for just any other shoot. I feel like music is Mm. amazing to set the tone and just like get the client in such a good, like have to have such a good energy and vibe and get them excited and like kind of shake the nerves. Mm -hmm. And then I have like also always in my bag is a frosted shower curtain liner like usually two of them. Oh, interesting. Because it can diffuse the light. So like if I'm at somebody's house and I'm trying to do like, you know, newborn photos with window light, I'll like hang those up so that it kind of diffuses the light, makes it nice and like beautifully soft. So I've even seen people hang those over professional lights, like clamp them on the side to kind of Mm -hmm. give like a more expensive light look for newborn photography or um, cake smash or something like that. So. Yeah, those are kind of like... I love uh, those hacks. My little hacks, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? With my daughter. <laughs> I'm kind of doing this stay-at-home mom thing right now. She's not in daycare or anything, and we have some help from my sister two days a week. Kind of, She's able to watch her if I need to run to an appointment or something. But oh, that's nice. For the most, most part, it's me solo until my husband gets back from work. So we do lots of it outings and activities and walks, parks, children's museum, things like that. So Pittsburgh is a great place to raise a family and there's like so much to do. So we're always out and about. Nice. That's awesome. My husband's actually in Pennsylvania as we speak in Allentown. Yeah. Allentown is kind of a middle of nowhere. I've I've heard. Yeah, there's some big BMX jumps out there that he goes to every year with all of his buddies from around the country, actually around the world. They they take a an annual trip every year. But he was in Pittsburgh yesterday. Now they're in Allentown today. All right. Um, Number three is, what is a specifically, I know you just kind of 
talked about prime lens lenses and the shower curtain, but is there another photography product that you would recommend people have? I feel like I would say the prime lens or like a reflector yeah. if you're outside. Oh yeah, that's mine. Mm-hmm. I guess it's hard because if you're outside and you don't have like an assistant to help you hold it, then it can kind of be more of a something that you're wrestling with. <laughs> oh, I wrestle with mine all the time. I usually yeah. like in the in the last few behind the scenes that I've posted on my Instagram, you'll be able to see my reflector like balanced on my on my <laughs> camera bag. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so worth it. Yeah. All right. And number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out? I would say like I would rather bet on myself any day of the week than bet on somebody else that's like employing me. And that's kind of what made me jump from corporate America is just I could lose my corporate job like any day of the week, you know, if they yep. might not keep me. But betting on myself and building something consistent for myself is like, that's on me. And that's on like the direct relation to the amount of work that I put in. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not going to let myself down. So that's <laughs> kind of like why I'd rather bet on myself than somebody else, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's just like my piece of encouragement is just you know, to charge, charge your worth. And that's hard to say because some people don't think that their worth is what it is. Right. Yeah. Oh, I see it all the time. But investing in education so that you can feel like you're worth it. And mm-hmm. the mindset around that too, of just feeling like, okay, my work is good enough to charge a sustainable living using the studio calculator. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all the things you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's really like important to get a solid start because you're just going to reset yourself mm-hmm. and be known as like the cheap one, the quick and easy point and shoot, like you'll be all yep. the digital kind of gal, or you can start out doing it right from the beginning in a sustainable way and kind of build yourself yeah. a really nice business, you know? Yep. All the things, the pricing calculator, Sue's self-value stuff. I mean, I was there. I didn't know my worth for a long time. Yeah. It's hard. It's also like, you know, as women, we're always paid less than men and always, mm-hmm. you know, told, well, why spend time on your career when you're just going to have babies and all these other things. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people mm-hmm. that you can look around and see them still doing it, even with motherhood and kids involved and things like that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, my dear. I know you said your Instagram already and your website and everything, but do you want to just say it one more time? Yeah. Um, at Berg Babies Photo is the Instagram. And then my website is bergbabies.com. And then my name's Lily Johnson. So I don't, I don't have like a photography page just for me specifically as far as like under my name. Because I just go by Berg Babies Photography. So that's the business name. And that's where you'll find all of our projects and all of my recent work if you want to follow along. Awesome. Thanks again, Lily. And I hopefully will see you in March in Vegas at the conference. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yay. Okay, take care, Nikki. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.
It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.